Hey fairy family, I am your fairy goddess Empress Singa and today you are in for a treat. I talked to my new friend and shaman Painted Sky from South Carolina who is in for a short time here in Barbados. We talked about a range of stuff including the divine feminine, what it means to be abundant and of course how she became a shaman. So sit back and relax here in the fairy valley with me and her and if you happen to hear any beautiful whistling that's just the Bajan whistling frogs in my garden so enjoy good evening everyone this is your fairy goddess and this week you're in for a treat i made a new friend her name is painted sky and she's from south carolina she's a shaman and we had a beautiful beautiful evening last night um it was actually a full moon it's still up right now and she was able to come and speak to some of my friends and we had a womb ceremony we had some readings it was absolutely gorgeous and we're going to talk about that shortly but before we get to that i want you guys to meet painted sky and she's going to tell her uh journey about how she became a shaman and her thoughts about you know spirituality the universe everything that is awesome so Hi Kelly. Hi, Hello. painted sky. Hello. Thank you. I was like, I was like listening to you. What I'm going to talk about? I'm like, that's a lot <laughs> about universe and everything. I'm like, oh, geez, it's complicated. <laughs> I don't know how much I really know. We are literally sitting down on a couch, cuddled up, because yeah. she's leaving Barbados tomorrow, mm-hmm. and she'll be back. And she's probably going to have even more cool stuff to talk about. But I said I needed her to be on the podcast before she left so you can meet her. And um, yeah, we're going to find out a lot more. So to get the ball rolling, how did Painted Sky become Painted Sky? Um, Okay, so most of my my teachings, the things that that I uh, follow is Native American. Um, I've also studied in uh, South Africa and been indoctrinated by Peruvian shaman and I've just studied all over the place and there's a certain point especially in Native American uh, culture that that spirit will give you your name like what is your spiritual name and that's the name there's really two there's one that you say okay this is who I am this is more your spiritual name so when I practice uh, any kind of healing or shamanism it's under that name uh, but there's also, there'll always be another one that it's only spirit tells, calls you that. Okay. And you never, you don't share that one. Okay. Um, and I remember sitting there uh, in ceremony and going, oh, spirit, now it should be time now. I'm waiting for my name. I need my name. I need my name. Mm-hmm. And um, I had gotten my clan. I knew, who, you know, like just things were popping. And it was like, I just knew it was coming. And I was just, and I started, to me, you know, spirit, you're, when spirit speaks, it's usually in a way that that person can understand. So with me, it's sarcasm. <laughs> uh, so, and I'm like, so tell me, tell me what is my name? And spirit's like, I've, I told you your name a long time ago. I told you your name before you ever took on this journey. When you were a child, I told you your name. I'm like, what are you talking about, spirit? <laughs> and, and then, uh, so it's like, what is, what are you talking about? And then I, I got flash, a flash of a vision 
and and usually spirit talks to me in vision or feelings mm-hmm. uh and sometimes it's like like this like conversationally but usually if it is it's short and and like a little sarcastic so uh then i got a vision of uh where we grew up in michigan and i would go out to uh escape my family and or the at least the adults in the family and i would go we had a bluff it was right on lake michigan so right across uh the lake from chicago and there's a bluff there it was very high and i would put my feet over it and i would sit there and i would you know go see the sunset which was really beautiful there and uh one particular time i can't remember what happened but something dramatic i was very upset very sad feeling very abused and i went down there and i remember sitting there with my feet and this is what what you know later what what spirit showed me again it was like a rerun uh it showed me me sitting there and it was the first time actually i had any awareness of god we didn't go to church anything but of any spiritual anything and it was as if something was speaking to me and to me this is my first interaction with with god or source or whatever you want to call it uh and basically it was like this and showing me you know where i came from where my family and my parents and what they were doing is like this is not about you you know this is their own problem this their own journey this their own drama this is not you you don't have to worry about this and you're going to be okay you have things to do. You need to grow up. You'll get through this. Be patient. But you have beautiful things that you need to do. Mm-hmm. And just hearing that, and again, you know, it's like God speaking to you. So needless to say, it was very impacting to me as a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was like, you know, you, you're going to be fine. Just, just get through this. Be patient. And everything will be okay. And then Spirit said, here, which is kind of like how anyway we speak to a child. Let me paint the sky for you. And then there was a beautiful, probably, and we saw so many beautiful sunsets, but probably one of the most beautiful sunsets I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And the water looked silver, like liquid mercury, mm-hmm. just coming in. There's all the different colors in the clouds, and it was the most spectacular thing ever. And of course, it, it brought me into a state of joy from this, this painful state that I was in. And um, once I saw that vision again, I was like, oh, painted sky. And even last night, remember, mm-hmm. Kathy was saying, she's freaking out over the sky, you know? Yeah. I was like, because I lose my mind over what the sky does. And like a sunset or sunrise is obvious everyone does. I watch the sky all the time. Mm-hmm. And I will also like empathically get messages from the cloud or what I call the cloud people. Mm-hmm. You know, I could be like, how is this going to be? You know, even uh, when we had the, the riots in Charlotte, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going down there. And people were like, you get hurt. And I oh, just, I look, home. yeah, they're like, stay home. And, and I looked at the sky, and I was like, oh, no, I'm fine. I can go. Like, and I could see just the way the clouds were, that there I was going to be fine. Mm-hmm. You know, if things look, and it's really hard to explain, and everybody has their own kind of totems and how they work for them, and that's one thing that works for me. And it was like, duh, when I was like, oh, it's painted sky, yeah. for crying out loud. That's so obvious, because that's been my whole life, looking at the sky, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. So that's how that came about. That's how the name came about. Okay. So in your journey as a medicine woman a spiritual person a healer like last night we had as i opened up by saying we had a beautiful evening last night um we had a healing ceremony and we also had some one-on-one readings with some friends of mine and i always remember going in because i was close to like i think i was second last before i went in Mm -hmm. and i remember seeing each woman being transformed as they left and like all i can say is that they look lighter like everything that they spoke to you about whatever it is that they needed to hear was different and i want you to speak a little bit about you know how you connect to the other realm to 
as I say, the veil area, because there's yeah. for me it's a fairy veil. So like, yeah. there's this tiny veil across everything. They can we can see you, but they can't see us. Right. So speak a little bit on how your readings uh, affect those who come to you for help and guidance. Well, I can start with kind of like like you said how it works. First of all, it's not something I was like, ooh, I'd love to learn how to do this. It just started happening. So a lot of people become. Um, spiritual people because they don't have a choice. I'm sorry, I'm watching a cat try and climb a TV and it's hilarious. <laughs> All right, she did it. Um, it said she was failing. That was That's what was funny. Um, but it started being like I would be having a normal interaction and then I would feel a sense of somebody's ancestor there. And I didn't know it was even ancestors. Or like I feel like somebody was talking to me. You know, it'll make you think you're crazy. So part of it was, and I also knew, uh, that I would pick up other people's emotions and I was just exhausted and sometimes I didn't know what, what was mine and what was other people's, what was the world's. And now that I know, having studied shamanism, that I'm more of a, like you're a fairy person, so that's uh, an in-between place. Uh, I'm earth medicine as much as I do in water. So um, to know that that's how I communicate. But when I, and again, there's so much years and years of studying and, and with different people and from different cultures um, because there's always true things in all different cultures. Like, yeah. for instance, the medicine wheel, which is Native American. There's north, south, east, and west. There's animals associated with each one of them. There's principles. Uh, there's the mind, the body, uh, the emotions, and the spiritual body at each different place. And if you, if you see things in, in different um, cultures, they'll have something that's like the medicine wheel. And they'll also have animals, but of their culture. Yeah. You know, like we have uh, butterfly, bee, bear. Um, and then in, in Peru, it's it's going to be raptor and panther, you know. So yeah. I love to see all, all the things that, that are similar in most belief things. And that all of them are unique to each person. So, for instance, with me, what I've learned is to let go form. So I learn form from different people. Like yeah. exactly how you're supposed to do Reiki. How you're supposed mm -hmm. to do, uh, use the medicine wheel. How you're supposed to do different ceremonies. And I keep to that in the part that I'm respectful like I, I shared with you, that before I came to the island, knowing that I was going to do healings, I asked the island, the spirit of the island, if it was okay that I come and I do ceremony. I asked the ancestors here. Mm -hmm. So the thing about always asking the ancestors and, and gaining permission, mm -hmm. um, that, that I'll never stop doing. Mm -hmm. But what works with me is, and I've noticed this more and more with more people, um, is that I get what I need for each person. Yeah. So one person I may put hands on them. Uh, another person I may just talk to them. Mm -hmm. Uh, some people I can hold their hands and just look at them straight in the eyes okay. and, and you can see them just start whoosh, the energy shifts and it dissipates uh, sometimes ancestors come in um, like with you yeah. it was very very clear that your grandmother was there right yeah. mm -hmm. so uh, and I'll just I kind of before I do any healing or I do this before I teach improv is I will always say let me be of the greatest good let me be a vehicle for your will mm -hmm. God so whatever source has to move through me I try and be what we say in Native American is a hollow bone mm -hmm. So that the energy moves through me from spirit into the person. Because I'm not doing the healing. I am just the conduit mm -hmm. for the healing to occur. Because the, the everybody is connected to God. Everybody is a part or source, whatever you want to call it, universe. And all it is is reminding them and kind of mirroring back to each person the beauty of who they are. The magic of who they are. And reminding them that they are part of source. Mm -hmm. And once we're reminded that, then we can reconnect to that. And once you reconnect to that, you have unlimited power. And you remember that you are created by the creator to create. Yes. You know? 
So once you remind people who they are, and I basically will draw down that energy, and whether I touch them or I'm talking to them at the same time, I'm putting that God source energy into them because usually people are drained, you know, just by our lives and by electricity and uh, negative thoughts, others and our own. Uh, we're just drained. So sometimes you just need to be jump-started. And I think of it like, you know, the paddles they use uh, when somebody has a heart attack and they go, yeah. clear! You know, that I, I I consider working with me as like a spiritual version of that. Like I come in, I'm like, clear! And it was like, and we just, and remind everybody that they are the magic. You yes. know, that they are God's source. That, mm-hmm. You know, and that's why they were lighter because they were reminded that they are the magic. Yeah. I'm just the reminder. Like I said, I'm just the mirror. I'm the conduit. Um, so my studying is all about how do I help other people remi- remember that they're holy, yeah. that they're beautiful, that they're magical. Because if everybody, every person, every child was raised to know and believe that they could create anything with their thoughts and their words and their actions, how we think in this world, what you believe the world to be is what it's going to be for you. Yeah. If you believe it's a harsh place, it's going to be. Mm-hmm. If you believe it's full of miracles and fairies, well, it's going to be. <laughs> you know, you will... And, and we can choose that. I mean, there's still, you know, things that are going to happen. When I go out, I can't go, I know that if I go in the rain, I won't get wet. I'm going to get wet. You know, there's some, <laughs> some laws that are just, you know, physical dynamic laws of being in a body in, on earth. Mm-hmm. But how you process things and what you draw to yourself are based on where you are mentally. And a lot of it is people are, are shut down all the time by ourselves and each other and well-meaning parents. I've done it to my own children un, not unintentionally. Uh, educators that we tell everybody they're not good enough and they're not magic and be reasonable and be sensible and have a backup plan you know blah, blah, blah. so much fear instead of no matter what you're gonna be okay mm-hmm. because no matter what between living and dying we're gonna do whatever we're gonna do mm-hmm. we all have the same end outcome yeah. the end game is the same so if we get too caught in the process of what we achieve when we're here we get kind of lost yeah. when the when the when the the end game is it doesn't matter if you've got an Oscar on your mantle or an old lamp that you got from a resale store. It's the stories being told around your bed, the people that are there with you, the stories, the memories, the, the energy, the love that you shared, that you gave and you received during your time here. That's what it's all about. Yeah. And we forget because we're trying to be pretty or um, intelligent. You know, we have all these things that we think we have to be. We don't have to be anything but what we are because that's how we are made. Right. Also, last night we were speaking a lot about intention. Um, and what is your intention for some of the things that you're doing? I know there are people who are going to be listening to this podcast who are of different ideologies and philosophies of life. So some persons might be more Christian than others. Some people might be Rastafarian. Some people might not believe in anything at all, but they might at the same time believe there's a higher source and full stop so i mean you always have to have a a type of intention with anything that you're doing um for magic purposes you always have to have an intention for what you're doing you just can't go about it willy-nilly like you just have to be careful with your words and what you're trying to do because you manifest things that you don't always expect right because if your thoughts are dictating what you create we have random thoughts and we have negative thoughts and everything else that's why i said i like i create an imaginary like little bubble i shout my negative thoughts into <laughs> and it gets very full very fast and then i like burn it in imaginary fire and like spirit don't listen to this i don't want this to happen but you know y- you know you i'm gonna get i'm out. gonna freak out a little bit right now i'm gonna lose it so i'm just gonna lose it over here nobody listen to this <laughs> do not manifest this i'm just being weird right now mm-hmm. so i mean that's true too but it and again you know no matter anybody's belief system 
is, uh, you know, nobody can deny energy. You know, for instance, if uh, somebody you love walks in the room and they've had a bad day, mm-hmm. right? And they come in and they're all tense and everything. Everybody immediately is all tense. Where yeah. I was like, oh, God. Now everything's shifted. The energy shifted. Or the work people who go away for two weeks and like the whole atmosphere in the office is like carefree and you're like, wow, you're you're away for two weeks? What can I do in two weeks until you get back here? Right, and you're the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Now we know. But then it's ourselves too. You know, you walk in a place with yourself and you're like, oh, I'm the problem right now. Like I know I'm I'm not being me. And, And everybody says that. Like, oh, I don't feel like me. Because if you're not in a joyful state, that's your natural state. So when you're talking about intention, if you don't always have to have intention to be successful or uh, to overcome illness or whatever. My like for me, I've made my intention for every day to be as joyful as I can. Okay. That makes me chill out. It makes me like uh, the Buddhists say, like life is suffering, but you only suffer if you want things to be other than they are. Mm-hmm. I know most of my suffering has come from you know nagging and complaining and things where I don't want things to be the way they are. You know, why is this person doing this? Why is that sound happening? Why is this happening? Instead of like, well, that's how it is. So how can I be joyful within this, within what's going on? It's so hot. I can't get cool. Well, how can I be joyful in that? And if if being cool is the biggest problem to my joy right now, then solve that problem. I don't have to worry about world peace right now. Just (laughs) Just get cool, cool, right? (laughs) So sometimes your intention can just be joy. Because to me, you know, I remember being at a point in my life where I was taking care of way too many people and I was exhausted and... Uh, I remember going to a concert. It was simple. I went to a concert and I was singing with the band and it was raining. And I was like, it occurred to me that I was joyful. I'm like, oh my God, I'm experiencing joy right now. Oh, this is joy. And then I, what occurred to me next was like, why is this not a priority? Why is this so abnormal for me that I recognize it? Mm-hmm. That I'm like, wow. You know, it's like eating spicy food. You know, eat spicy food. Like, oh, this is spicy. You know, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing something that's so beautiful and so powerful. And why? And from that mo- that moment, my life changed, and I started taking off. That like my aunt, who was very sick and had uh, um, not Alzheimer, dementia, and a colostomy bag and everything. I put her in a home where she could be taken care of because it was too much for me to do that and take care of kids and grandchildren. You know, I still had that going on and a full time business, and I was taking care of her. It was too much. It was killing me. So then it's like, oh, okay, so this is one thing that is taking away from my joy. Mm-hmm. And actually, she was much happier and safer in that environment. Yeah. Um, so you start going, what is, what is robbing me of my joy? What can I shift? Either in my, because sometimes you just can't change the way things are, but in my mindset, how can I understand things in a different way and put things in a context that bring me more happiness or joy? Or how can I at least be comfortable with the way things are? Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. how can I find joy in that? Because... You know, at the point when I do leave this earth or this plane, you know, what have I done? It does. Nobody's going to remember or care if I got a certificate of achievement or, you know, like nobody gives cares about that. But but what does matter is did was I joyful? Because if I was joyful, I gave other people permission to be joyful. And if I was joyful, I spread joy. And if I was joyful, I was at a higher frequency. And so if I'm at a higher frequency than you next to me are a higher frequency and you and you and we all feel better. And that's what the world needs. Yeah. So just selfishly making myself happier, mm-hmm. I'm making everyone else happier. Nice. So you heal. You can heal people. Everybody's a healer. Mm-hmm. You heal people just by being your authentic self that you were meant to be. Yes. What makes you joyful may not be what makes me joyful. Mm-hmm. You know. But your frequency, your frequency of being joyful, will cause others to vibrate on your frequency as well, and they will find their own joy in right. in doing that. And they'll have permission. 
you know, if you're joyful, if, if you love doing something, say maybe uh, you want to be an actor and your family's like, oh, you'll never make a living, blah, 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 blah. You know, there's some truth to that. I'm not going to say there's not. But if it makes you happy, like my business is, is an acting business and I worked, I have it 17 years now. I've done it for 24. But until five years ago, I had a day job too. But it didn't keep me from being joyful and doing it. And that's why it built. And that's why now it is supporting me. You know? So I just did what I had to do. But I was joyful because I got to do what I loved. I got to get on stage. I got to make people laugh. Mm -hmm. And that kept me going through the things I didn't like to do. Paying the bills (laughs) and, you know, raising the children. (laughs) All that stuff. I had joy in there. So sometimes we get so busy being busy that we forget to do the things that feed our soul. Mm -hmm. Which is almost always artistic. You know, or um, some people just love to work in the garden and it brings them great joy. Me, that's me. And yeah, I have to get back to doing that. <laughs> yeah, we, we have to give ourselves permission to be who we were created to be because whoever the creator is, whatever you want to call that, um, gave you a certain set of, of skills, mm-hmm. of interests. And they're all different because we don't have everybody wanting to do improv, yeah. thank God. <laughs> you know, so not everybody wants to do what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, not everybody wants to do what you do. Uh, but those things that you're good at is your contribution. Like uh, in Native American uh, tribes and also in, in African tribes, when you look back uh, in the way they used to deal with it, they didn't go, oh, your dad was a medicine man. You have to be a medicine man. Mm-hmm. So the, the boy, may, the son of the medicine man, may be very, very fast and agile, and he may be great at hunting. Mm-hmm. So he got to be a hunter. Okay. And there may be a, a male born, and he was like really good with the kids. He would play with the kids. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't about gender. It wasn't about, it's like what were people, they would watch very, very closely when they were little at what their acumen was mm-hmm. because that's what they were born to be instead yeah. of forcing people into molds. Mm-hmm. Or well, like for instance, in, uh, in West Virginia where I worked for a long time, uh, coal mining was what there was to do there. So people became coal miners, okay. you know, or people, I guess, farm sugar cane, mm-hmm. you know. So here, so, uh, it's not a product of where you are. It's a, it should your what you do should be a product of what you're naturally inspired to do because you're going to thrive at it. Mm-hmm. We are all drained so much having to do things we don't have to do, yeah. and like, you know. And I I took my last one of my last jobs was when I would cry almost every night before I went because the management was horrible. I was trapped in a horrible environment physically, emotionally, spiritually, mm-hmm. everything. But I kept doing it for two years. Mm-hmm. You know that was when I actually when I opened my theater. I had other jobs after that, but I remember like going oh. This is a nightmare, and thank God I opened my theater. I didn't. I didn't let that stop me from do from, from taking the risks that I needed to to survive. Okay. And I think as spiritual beings, which all of us are, we have to have that other thing we love to survive, or to thrive. Okay, not just survive because mm-hmm. we're all surviving, or you wouldn't be listening, right? Yeah. But to thrive, to be yourself again, mm-hmm. that joy that we had as children where we were creating, and it could be a game. You know when two kids play, one will pick up a stick and go, on guard, and the other one will go, on guard. The other, one, the other kid doesn't go, that's a stick. You know, like, <laughs> and then they make up rules, like this is my territory, and this is the kingdom, and over here is safe. You know, and kids just create, you know, and that's naturally what we do as human beings, and that's what makes us so beautiful, is that we can create anything we want to. We create beanie babies. Yeah. We create food. We create buildings. We create war. Yeah. We create... Uh, contempt Mm -hmm. we also create laughter and music and dance and communities and children you know it's like I always want to question myself as in that's what the standard I hold myself to because any day I could be a good person or bad person but what am I creating Mm -hmm. and that's the question I ask Mm -hmm. you know it's not whether I'm good or bad 
because you know something that may be deemed you know that's relative may be deemed bad to do um but if i'm like for instance to me killing an animal is a bad thing mm-hmm. but i'll do it if i have to because i'm hungry mm-hmm. you know if i gotta feed my family i'm, I'm probably gonna kill a chicken okay. <laughs> actually i'm gonna beg somebody else to do it but i still it's gonna happen so this but what am i creating on any given day am i creating food for my family mm-hmm. if, if that day if what i really need to put my energy on is is survival for my family or is it what whatever it is you know and then do it joyfully like you know i don't like doing laundry nobody does but then i remind myself that when i'm doing even chores like that that i don't like like oh thank you that i have a family to f- whose clothes i'm folding thank you i have a washer and dryer yeah. there's times i haven't for many years mm-hmm. you know so yeah thank you i have soap and even recently i learned how to make my own i'm like yeah thank you i got to hippie out and make my own soap <laughs> uh you know just to to be in gratitude in that too you know, like, again, I go, how can I make this more joyful? And that's what I try and do. Sometimes I fail, but that's, but to know if, if I know that's my mission and outside of that, everything good comes because mm-hmm. since I've been focused on that, so many amazing things have come to me. So many amazing people have been drawn to me and I've been drawn to them. I've met more elders and people who could help me in my journey. Teachers, mm-hmm. I've done more travel than I've ever done before. I don't make any more money, so I don't know how this is happening. So spirit's doing it because yeah. I was in South Africa this year and we in San Diego. Now I'm in Barbados. I don't make enough money for this to happen, so I have no, I have no idea how I'm here right now. So <laughs> You're being guided. I am definitely being guided. I'm being assisted along the way because I'm like, oh, joy is number one, not making money. <laughs> I love money because it helps us do the things we need to do. Yeah. And I can't wait and pray every day for the day that the people who help the world and help each other that have compassion are the ones that get all the money. Yeah. With you there, please send money. <laughs> In every form and fashion, which yeah. also brings me to the thought of abundance because you also spoke we speak we speak a lot like we just sit down and we have a conversation and then right. other people start to come and then we have conversation then we're there sitting down for like hours and hours and hours but one of the parts of our conversation yesterday dealt with abundance and how sometimes yeah everybody's on this abundance train so to speak yeah. um i'm actually doing a i don't want to say challenge but uh work self-work with my sister in spirit Aisha Nura who's probably going to be on this podcast very soon so if you're hearing your voice you can smile big I love you um she's going to be on the podcast soon enough I won't tell you when because it's a surprise um but we are currently doing um an abundance challenge for the month of September and you know it it speaks about thoughts your thoughts and how you're going to attract things to you to get abundance but speaking to you yesterday which kind of like for forgive the the word i use twerk (laughs) it twerked my 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 thought process about what abundance is because it's so ambiguous and big and you working as a shaman with spirit and source energy every day in your in what you are trained in and you're saying that you know abundance is still too ambiguous you have to be finite in what you want to ask because even if you say i want to be abundant i want to have abundant life you can also be abundant in negative energy so you have to be absolutely clear in what you are asking for because things might be dropping to you and you're not even realizing right and and there's nothing wrong we also feel like sometimes we're not worthy of just saying or that we'll be bad people if we say money let me be abundant in money. Let me be prosperous in money. Mm-hmm. This is what I read on right now. Money, 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 money. It's okay to say that because 
we, we tend to think, and we have to deprogram ourselves, that, you know, that 1% that has all the money, that they're all bad. Some of them aren't. Mm-hmm. So if we had money, we would be bad. Or we're not worthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or artists. I know a man who's a millionaire that sat down and said, Kelly, you underestimate what your value is. And you do not charge enough for what you do. Mm-hmm. And you're afraid of money because you think it will make you be bad. You're not an artist and you're not authentic and you're not real if you make a lot of money. He said, I'm authentic and real, and I'm a millionaire. I'm like, oh, you win. <laughs> I'm not there yet, baby. <laughs> but, you know, you have to take off these negative connotations of money because that's what we see. You know, we, we have to, if you see somebody with money or a beautiful car or nice clothes, bless them. Mm-hmm. Say, oh, good for them. Yeah, they got that, you know. They may probably worked very hard for that. Mm-hmm. We don't know where they came from, yeah. you know. But when we bless that, we also bring more of that to us. But when we go, oh, that's so-and-so. You know, oh, I bet they're miserable or, you know, which I, that's what I used to do. I'm like, yeah, but I bet you they don't have a good home life. You know, <laughs> I bet they still struggle with cellulite. You know, I'll always find someone. But we should bless them. We bless people that have things that we want. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that woman, I saw it. And I saw it all over the place. The beach, women, beautiful figures of every shape and size and just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. So all I think all the people here are beautiful. I was like, oh, my God, everybody's so pretty. But, um. You know, just, just to bless, bless, bless. Because with blessings, you also move energy through you. Mm-hmm. When you try and keep things and hold things, the energy doesn't move through you. Mm-hmm. So, it, so it's hard to attract something to you when there's no room for it. Okay. So letting go of things that you don't need, even things that are important to you, mm-hmm. makes room to, you're making a space for the money, for yeah. the abundance. You know what I mean? Yeah. If we hold on to things, you know, we pack rat. We're saying, I don't have enough. I won't, you're in this place of lack. And stuff like, you know, the way I always look at it is like, I have millions of dollars in spiritual bank. Yes. Now, God doesn't think that I'm responsible enough to give it to me all at once. So <laughs> when I need it, I get it. Like, like I'm a trust fund, a spiritual trust fund kid. So when I get it, when I need it, I get it. So now recently I've been saying, okay, spirit, I understand that. And, and I've had different people. There's a, a friend of mine that I think is so special. And she's from the Lumbee tribe. And she says, in, in their belief system, there is a different dimension that money mm. exists on. And so you ask in that dimension for that to be open to you. But you have to make room for it. And the way you make room for things is by giving. If, yeah, if you're I believe I believe that as well because I did another type of uh po- it wasn't a podcast but I called it Fairy Fridays on Instagram and I was speaking to the same idea of abundance. People want things but I guess it's from listening to my ancestors, my grandmother. And she always says, "You want to have this thing in your hand, but you already have something in your hand already. So you can't take it. You have to give it away you eat somebody needs it in order for you to get the gift that you want your hand has to be empty otherwise there's no room for it so keep giving and more is going to come back and at first i was like she talking bear shade like i'm gonna give away i don't have that much to give anyway but she's like but that's the point if you don't give it the amount is not gonna like quadruple not even double but quadruple to you they won't well and there's a, a thing that we do um after Native American ceremonies, you do what we call a giveaway, and people bring things and put them on a blanket. You bring things, they have to have some significance to you. It's not just something that you, know, that you would sell in a yard sale. Mm-hmm. So it's something that's a little hard. Mm-hmm. 
So I'll usually walk around. I said, who wants to go? Who's ready to go? And it'll be things that like, usually like I had on an altarpiece or something. And like, it's one of my favorite things. Like, oh no. <laughs> but, but the thing is, it reminds you not to be attached to things. First of all, that thing is not bringing me happiness. It's my mindset that brings me happiness, yeah. right? It's my connection to other beings that, that brings me happiness. Whether it's a tree or the water, or the ocean, or you and I, whatever. These things don't do it. It's making false idols, really. But in, in, the, in the, the, the stories or uh, the mindset of the natives, it, it, at least that I've studied, is that, and I think this is so beautiful, and I wish that at least in America or everywhere, this whole world, because we all have the same global economy, if this is the way we thought, was that if your neighbor, if, if I have more than my neighbor, then I would be ashamed. So if I live next to you and it's a cold night and I have, I have three blankets and you are there without a blanket... I should be ashamed that I let you be without a blanket. Mm-hmm. So in a giveaway, you give these things so you don't be, you aren't attached. Mm-hmm. And then knowing that now that you've created a space for something new to come to you. Mm-hmm. And then somebody else gave something that was important to them. Yeah. So when you take this thing home, it's a feather or I've gotten a flute mm-hmm. or uh, actually the, uh, shaker. the shaker that I used yesterday. Mm-hmm. I got that from a giveaway. That was somebody's and she used that for oh. medicine healing for 15 years. And then it became mine. So it has so much love and energy in it, yeah. right? And I gave away something that supported me. And then I got this. I was so honored to get it. But look at the joy that it, it's given me and how many people I've worked with. Because she went, oh, gosh, i got to let this go. This is my medicine tool. You know, for all these years, we get what we need. Mm-hmm. She may have thought she needed that medicine tool. Mm-hmm. But when she let it go, Spirit brought her something else that she needed. Because we don't always know what we need. We, th- you know, we all think we know what we need. Mm-hmm. And the best way, to, the best example of that is like somebody you dated. You're like, I gotta date that person. You date, and you're like, oh Lord have mercy, I did not know what I got myself into. <laughs> or you know, we think we need this food, or we need that, and end up later going, oh, that was not what I needed at all. Or you think like you have to have this job and you don't get it, and then you're devastated, and then you get another one. You're like, oh, thank God I didn't get that job because I found out how bad that was or how that wouldn't have worked for me. So we tend to take our disappointments harder than we should because you're always being being directed and i like to remind people seen and unseen you know there's things where you go oh i think you know like you narrowly escaped an accident you're like oh my angels were with me or however you say that in, in anybody's faith but like oh i really feel blessed but most of it 90 percent of our blessings we don't even see you know yeah. because sometimes we get so caught up we get caught up in in the things that we think we want and like having a gratitude a gratitude journal for instance which i try to do every day doesn't always go that way but at least be aware of things that are really important clean sheets a nice warm bed running water whether hot or cold depending on how you like to take your bath but you know a glass of water that i'm looking at on the table because you're absolutely parched there are people over in the world who will love clean water right now like i know in america where flint is there's always this big thing that they can't get their water and people building on the land and they can't get all this stuff the 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 native americans are having problems with their land and stuff and we are over here in barbados and we are very very fortunate not to have certain things happen i'm not saying that we have our own problems but there are certain things that we forget that we should be grateful for we have one of the most beautiful beaches in the caribbean that people pay tons and tons of money the the ocean looks like glass um but overseas people are like looking for money just to come and dip their big toe in it and we go and we're back here and we're like oh yeah the beach <laughs> go down there at some some point and there are people who live in barbados that haven't been to the beach in like three four years so it's it's little things like that 
that you need to be aware of and usually when you are feeling really really sad at least from my end and i feel like i don't have anything or that i'm in lack i usually look around the room or look around in my space look at my spiritual self and think about what is it that is around me right now that i can be grateful for and when i start to realize about all the things that i actually do have it like really amps up yourself you're like oh well I'm balling like (laughs) I really have a lot of stuff that I didn't really realize so it's it's a lot of that as well you have to be more gratuitous to stuff that surround you and you also have to be aware of other people's misfortunes if you can help help them as much as you can a little bit goes like a long way and is your your long way might not be somebody else's long you're like oh I just gave she a shaker but to you, that could have been the shaker. This person saw Amazon that had cost so much money and they couldn't get it. And they don't know how they're going to get it. And they need to do this ceremony or something like that. And you just decided, oh, just put it here. Yes, yeah, a humongous deal. Your little tiny actions, you don't know how big they can be. Yeah. That's why if you're just coming out of a, a place of like, let me be of the greatest good today. That's a prayer I say every day. You know, let me be of the greatest good. If that day is for me to do nothing, like stay in my house, and sometimes I'm too grumpy and I probably should stay in my house, that might be the greatest good I can do that day. But I might, the next day, give money to somebody that really needed it. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually keep money in my car when I break my money and I keep money in my car for mm-hmm. pe- if I pass people who are homeless. Mm-hmm. And there's certain areas where I pass the same people that I kind of like make sure they're taken care of. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, th- and there was one day I was like, oh, Lord, what is, what is my purpose here? What do you want from me? And I, d- I was having an existential crisis. And uh, I got up. And I was on my back porch. I have a screen back porch. And then there was a butterfly that was stuck. So I went and got, finally captured the butterfly to jump all over thing, knock things out. I was like a cat out of control trying to get this butterfly out. So I got the butterfly and I got him out. And I was like, okay, that's done. So I sat back down and said, okay, God, what do you want me to do? What am I supposed to be doing? And spirit goes, yeah, you just did it. And I'm like, oh, man. You know, like, but it's, sometimes it's that simple. The life of that butterfly, because you know the old thing, like maybe a butterfly flaps his wings here and then, in, you know, somewhere across the world, there's a tidal wave or whatever. You never know what your actions are going to impact. So if you come from a place like I do, like I surrendered my will to spirit to say, you know, let my will be yours. Let my will be of the greater good. How can I serve while I'm here? I'm going to be here whatever X amount of time. Let me do good. That's my choice. That's what I want my choice to be. But I don't know what's good because I'm a human being. I'm easily manipulated. You know, so you tell me what's good. And if I want to do it, Mm -hmm. I know it'll be good. So then I can follow my instincts Mm -hmm. because I've already said, spirit, you put in my instincts what I want to do, Mm -hmm. what should be good for Mm -hmm. the greater good. I don't want to second guess it. So if I like, oh, I should do this. I just do it. Mm -hmm. You know, or there are times like, uh, I don't know, my son wanted to go somewhere. I'm like, no. And not because I I was trying to be controlling about it, but my feeling was that was not good. So I Mm -hmm. trust that now more because I said, because I told Spirit, I said, you direct me. It's okay. I've done this on my own for many, many years. And it was a mess. <laughs> I know I'm not good at manager of this. So I like, I'd do it. So I'm like, you tell me what is, you know, I'm going to surrender for that. That I don't want to be in charge. I will do, I'm in physical form. So I will do what you need me to do here in physical form. Because now I'm running around with a body and I have voice. Mm-hmm. I can speak. I have yes. eyes. I can see, you know, I have I can, I can, I can work in the, in the physical field, which is why I was, I'm here, right? All of us are here in a physical form to do something. So it's like, you just let me know what it is because otherwise I'm swimming upstream, Mm. always fighting what spirits want me to do. Mm. And that's how we repeat the same problems and the same relationships over and over. 
we don't we don't look deeper into the lesson that needs to be learned so it feels like you're like i don't know if it ever happens to anybody but i guess to a point where you're like i'm with a different person but it's the same type of person and the, the same type of person is doing the same type of thing that to us it's not even about the other person if you there's a there's a teaching and i wish i remember where this came from but i thought it was so profound to me if you have something you need to heal in yourself you have an open wound let's say you don't feel you deserve a good partnership if you do not like yourself and you think you're not worthy you have an open wound and the universe is so fluid it will continue to bring people in to pour salt on that wound to remind you you have something to heal so until you go in and do that work on yourself to where you love yourself and you have some respect for yourself and you know that you're worthy because you exist, that's the only thing you have to do is exist. That makes you worthy. That's it. That's the only criteria. You exist. So, so whoever created everything, whoever you want that to be, decided that you were worthy of being here. And you're here. A lot of people didn't make it to here. So if you're still here, you are worthy. So now you have to remind yourself every day that you're worthy, you know? So if, yeah, you have the same relationships, because wherever, whatever your problem is, you're gonna, it's going to show up everywhere. You're going to repeat it at work. You're going to repeat it in your relationships. And the only thing that really, really matters is your relationships with yourself, with, with your spiritual self, uh, with others. Because, again, the end of the day, what matters is if you're surrounded by love or you're giving that love to others. And I've struggled very much with being able to to I feel the love or I have a very protective kind of you know love a uh, fatherly love almost but I'd like to be like really lovey lovey the way I want to, to to project it out of my body to people where they can receive it and go oh that's love mm-hmm. you know that's always been very hard for me because I'm more like uh, this is how I love I love like a dad I'm like okay you're taking a trip let me go check the air in your tires did you get your oil change get your oil change you know like <laughs> like I'm such a dad like I'm gonna I'm gonna manage all around it but I'm going to be like, you know, I love you so much. I'm, you know, I'm learning. I am better more about this now. But be like, I'm going to miss you. And I know you're going to do great on this journey. You know, and it's many blessings. You know, I try and like fix everything around it and like set you up for success. But at the same time, I could be like, okay, now go. You know, like the, the tenderness. Like I, I'm trying to work on, on my tenderness on that side of me a little bit more. But we all see these things. And, and I think if you just focus on the good things about yourself, the things that, that you would rather uh, change become less amplified because what you think about you bring about so if you're only thinking about your negative aspects you're going to make more of that you're going to you're creating more of that Mm -hmm. so i try and be very cautious like you said earlier like you really have to be cautious of what you are giving your energy to are you thinking about the bad things about yourself are you thinking about um and visioning what you want to create Mm -hmm. i also think yeah that we start to stall if we aren't creating that's where depression comes from to me yeah yeah um, one last thing that I wanted to talk about before we go, and that was about uh, goddess energy. And we were talking about a lot of that yesterday because we had some beautiful women who came in and we did um, a circle healing. Sorry, that was a cat, <laughs> <laughs> but we had a circle healing with um, a group of five women before we did our one-on-ones and you spoke a lot about how the world is changing right now in terms of the feminine energy about i mean for barbados we literally have our very first female prime minister and it's only been a few months or a couple months so it's like every little thing you're turning around to see the dynamics has changed where i see different different ways 
whether it is business or spirituality or what have you, family structure, a lot of things that women would have stood for in the past, they're not standing for anymore. Their voices are now coming out and they're being heard a lot more. Very, very strong. And not only singularly, but in groups as well. So I want you to talk a little bit too about the divine feminine especially within your work all right well one of the things i I like to mention when i talk about divine feminine um because we are you know like the yin and yang we are night and day we are balance so the divine feminine includes the divine masculine um and as much as it seems like um like right with the me too movement and all these things and uh and all these people that have, we've, you know, we have the, the big thing of like Bill Cosby and the guy who is the doctor for the young uh, Olympiads and uh, the priests in the churches. Like so much is coming out about people being assaulted, especially women. Um, and we're going, okay, we, this has been happening and, we, you know, we don't, we don't want to deal with it anymore. A lot of that is also the divine masculine. I never want to leave out the men because, you know, not all men are bad guys either. You know, and there is that... In each woman, like I was talking about, I'm kind of, I kind of dad is my parenting style is very kind of masculine. <laughs> so, um, so even in that, I, I just want to reiterate that there's a divine feminine and divine masculine in every human being that we are, you know, from the belief systems that all the ones that I've studied is that there is both in each, right? Uh, it doesn't mean anything else about your sexuality. It means about your energy, about who we are, uh, as balanced human beings. And, um, it is a time now that women are being, you know, women were, were, were kind of like written out of the Bible. They were kind of written out of history at one point because we create life, you know, and that makes us very powerful. It's, it's very mystical. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a time where that was a little bit too much, too much power. And on elder tribes, it was the female elder, you know, in Native American, when, uh, uh, and, and most Native American, I can't say all of them, okay, most Native American tribes, um, when a couple got married, they would they would take on the name of the mother, and they would go live with the mother, not with the father. So it was different than things are now. Um, and the thing that's happening now is, is things are shifting, is I think that all of us are realizing that that we have dismissed the power of women. And just look at like your everyday thing. I will always say, and this is my own business included, I would rather have a business uh, manager, like a project manager, be a woman, okay? As a woman, this is what makes us insane people too, by the way, um, is that we can't see something. Like, for instance, if I walk into a, like a mansion, okay? Uh, if I walked in with a man, like, so my counterpart as a male would go, oh, this this entry hall is beautiful. Look at this beautiful ceramics. Mm-hmm. You know, this floor is so clean. Me, that's a man kind of, it's like, they're so good at being in the moment. It's like, oh, I'm having this great experience now. Me as a woman, I'd be like, oh my gosh, they must have 17 bedrooms and like 13 bathrooms. How long would it take to clean all that? Oh my God, can you imagine how much toilet paper would take to have all these bathrooms and how much laundry would have to be done? To, you know, like we go, whew, and we think broad, broad, broad. It makes us great managers because then we are trying to, to accomplish something, then we think back. And that's also how women have protected their family, put, you know, done all the things they need to do men are very good at being in the moment you know am i happy am i hungry am i horny am i tired you know and they're really good at like that you know and and have you know it's sometimes a much more playful self and we get is when we get too serious sometimes and um 
and that's just one aspect of what I what I consider like the the feminine masculine and those can can go back and forth and sway back and forth there's so many other things I'd rather I'm going to go to a man for and a lot of it is you know I I've always hung out with more men because they're the ones during the moment want to play and want to do stupid things like hey you know you want to go see if we can do parkour sure I'm out of shape let's try it you know like I saw a video I'm sure I can do it you know and my female friends be like you're an idiot you know so (laughs) but when we talk about the divine feminine what we're talking about is also a movement that's happening now where we are all remembering as divine masculine and and in my all my studies and my own belief system is that you know women have a certain power and so do men and the two work perfectly in vibration together if both are honoring one another and so like the the strength of a woman uh is different than that of a man but they're both so strong and beautiful and like the man's job is almost to create a space in which that woman can can create because she she is the creator because she creates life uh men are creators as well but they create this beautiful space of safety of security and doesn't even mean they have to be the breadwinner it means that you allow them to be who they are and to create what they need to and then the women allow the men to do that as well and know that men function differently you know men want to run around and spend more time outside of the house and just because you know women we we like to nest a little bit more or in a certain area that it's not unusual for them to to behave differently so i think it's really like really getting to know people individually too because i I am making generalizations by the way and I, i am aware of that but um, to know the person that you're with and um, to honor what they bring to the table as a feminine or masculine energy, mm-hmm. you know, like what you, your needs as one might be a little different than mine, yeah. but I hang out with enough women. It's, it's pretty much the same thing. We want to be valued. We want to be, we want to be made to feel beautiful and safe. I can hear the fairies coming in from, you know, they're telling us it was almost time to go once again. Um, but it has been loads of fun hanging out with Painted Sky here um, on the podcast. And I hope you guys do go and follow her. Speaking of which, if anybody wants to get in contact with you, like on Instagram or I guess a Facebook page or whatever, where can we find you? Um, let's see. It will be, um, I'm trying to think what my Facebook page is. It would be under Kelly Semmelsberger. So it's K-E-L-I, last name, Semmelsberger, S-E-M-E-L-S-B-E-R-G-E-R. That would be my Facebook. And I also have, if it's still up, a website that, that is Kelly Semmelsberger. I think it will say Painted Sky in there as well. But I usually use that name only when I'm doing healing and healing stuff. So either one, I'm all over the place. Well, be sure to go and check her out. And um, yeah, guys, it has been totally awesome i hope you enjoyed the conversation i hope it has uh, brought up some things that you would like to analyze either about yourself or if you have a group of women to talk you can also yes. do that as well um remember my podcast is not only for fairies it's for elementals and dragons and everybody who identifies in every way possible because this podcast is about us so i'm going to see you guys next week thank you so much for joining in and have a magical day no problem thank you thank you thank you and may you all be blessed i wish you all so much joy and so much love and so many blessings oh thanks kelly hey fairy family thanks for hanging out with me again on the podcast want to check me out contact me for a reading or have a cool topic or question you want me to talk about or answer 
drop me an email, thebajanfairy at empresszinga.com or slide in that DM on Instagram. My handle is empress.zinga. Thanks so much for all your love and support and don't forget to believe in your magic. <laughs>